Hey, Trashlings. Welcome back to the Demon Trash Podcast. I'm Carol, a.k.a. Papa Trash. And I'm Avery, a.k.a. Baby Demon. You forget every time. And you're pissed off at me, I can tell. No, I'm not. I just feel like I'm beyond introducing myself now. Do I have to do this every time? (laughs) And of course, I'm spilling already. Guys, we have a really fun one today. I'm excited because we're talking about the multiverse. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about quantum physics um, because I took a class from Neil deGrasse Tyson. And take a class, really? I watch a TikTok. I watch a TikTok. I watch a TikTok. Okay, because I'm like, he does have a master class. Does he? Yeah. On quantum physics? I don't think it's on quantum physics. Uh, well, either way, I'm an expert now. But I brought in a real expert, Mm -hmm. and um, she's literally going to time lapse, like into time lapse, time jump, Mm -hmm. time shift. Mm -hmm. What's it? She's shifting into our reality. In three, two, one. Hey, demons. Hi. Hi. It's Mac. It's the baddest witch ever. We miss you. Hi. Thank you for having me. Literally, I just want to say you've always been such a huge support of us trashlings, and we don't know why. I mean, I I love a good demon trash moment. I've got, I'm so excited (laughs) to share one with you. Um, Yeah. Thanks for quantum leaping me in here. Um, I I do want to say... I think it's important that I clarify. Y'all know that I went to public school in Indiana, right? Like, oh yeah, I do, I do this work, but I also was never taught science formally. They don't oh, believe yeah. in that there. Mike Pence was governor. You remember that, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we we know that you're probably you're not gonna give us a physics lesson. We know it's probably more from like the spiritual side of the quantum shifting which is what we've seen like i'm starting to see more of like the science aspects of it Mm. but i think my first introduction to it was from the spiritual like holistic side of tiktok that always mentions quantum leaping well there (laughs) is science behind this stuff and there are scientists who are saying that some of this stuff could exist that's when we get into like simulations and stuff but i think when you come to the demon trash podcast you're not coming for um i don't know nobel prize winning type of facts you're coming for like we're two based idiots just um hosting a show (laughs) i'm a professional witch but an amateur quantum physicist let's say yeah 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 Yeah. you you minored yeah yeah Yeah. but uh yeah before we get into all that stuff later though we got to start with our demon trash moments because you've been hyping one up and i'm excited to hear it so let's do our little jingle three two one demon trash moments the divas could never (laughs) <laughs> no they could absolutely ariana could never <laughs> ariana could never um avery you're starting us off start us off strong what did you do that was so horrible <laughs> it's not horrible it's just freaking embarrassing i feel like as a, like a millennial who grew up on the internet so lately like this has happened to me twice now is that i've fallen for like fake accounts and the first one was actually like one Mac of your scammers. Oh my god, I'm so it was sorry. One of your fake account? Fuck, no, so she literally sorry. almost. Fell for it's it. not your fault. It's my fault. Like I should have known better because I was like, wait, I thought we followed Mac. I'm like, so I guess I gotta follow her. <laughs> so like I followed that one, and then quickly soon after, I saw on your real Instagram account that you had scammers. I was like, I just fell for a scam. This is fucking embarrassing. And then it ha- happened to me a second time. Someone stole. Um, 
from my like aunt's Our Facebook aunt, yeah. account. And this one got a little bit farther where like that person had messaged me and I was like, oh, hey, how are you doing? Because I'm like, it's my aunt. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe she made a new profile and like I haven't talked to her in a while, I guess. And like it wasn't until like they were sending me a link that was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, with all people, like that's kind of fair. Like, I, honestly, I I probably like if one of my aunts hit me up on Facebook, I'd be like, I don't know. Aunt Berta's on the sauce again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, she made a break. I don't know. Like, yeah. But it's just, I just feel like as a millennial, like someone who's like been on the Internet, like I, most of my life, like I, I should like, be able to suss these things out better. I feel like as millennials know, though, like I do unfortunately feel like we are getting the case of the boomeritis. Very Girl, I'm 35. Yeah, so. I'm about to turn 30. And I I know I'm still like young. I know I'm young. But I, at the same time, like things are happening so fast, like w- with the online world, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's a fu- there's a fucking metaverse, okay? And I don't know shit about it, but it's out there. <laughs> and people are making real money off of it, and I'm like, I don't get it. I'm I'm a I'm a boomer. Like <laughs> I'm a boomer, unfortunately. You're going to be like, get off those video games. No, but it was so funny. I I was so happy I was there because she was like about to literally message your scammer that was like obsessed with you. I was not going to message them. I'm so sorry. Like, I can I just quickly, in case people don't understand what's what's the deal with that? Um, So basically, um, if you are Mark Zuckerberg and you're watching this, fuck you. <laughs> um, can I say that? No, absolutely. Fuck you. No, Mark can fuck right So off. basically, Instagram was like, we hate witches. We can't burn them anymore, unfortunately, but we can fuck their lives up. We can cyber burn So them. they were just like, we're going to shadow ban your real shit. Oh, no. And then we're going to let all these other motherfuckers pretend like they're you and try to get all your people to give them $5 or whatever. It's some fuckery. Yeah. So they basically what they do is they take legitimate accounts, they follow all of our people they because we you know we can't put our shit on private like so they follow all of our people they copy a bunch of our shit post it all in one day with no captions yeah. and then they sit but they do this is what this is what i don't understand though what they do is they hit people up with the corniest fucking messages like yeah. nobody I, I have never heard a non-corny person say grand rising in my life and yet every single one of these motherfuckers hit people with a grand rising yeah it's like who i would I'm I sorry. Know, I, would, I was like, I Grand was, Rising, I was, what? No, I saw that message, and I was like, this is not Mac. No, right. And and so if, so, the most annoying thing is, like, you know, we get Grand Rising. a billion people being like, maybe this is you. And it's like, uh, no, it is not you. Are you like, are are you well? Because I don't, no offense, but, like, y'all didn't hit me up and be like, is this you? Like, No, no. Like, I, I can see where it'd be confusing. Like, it is confusing. It's really yeah. frustrating, obviously. Well, they're able to get the usernames, like, so close. And, like, she, I swear she has dyslexia. Because I, like I have a little bit of dyslexia. Yeah, because when I looked at the username, I was like, that's obviously not Max's username. But also, like, scammers can't spell. That's also, like, another thing I've noticed. But I, you know, it's crazy because you're not the only one that I saw this happening to in the tarot community every day it's been taking over like I've been seeing it a lot from people that I follow and I'm like why the tarot community and I remembered you we on a previous episode guys if you if you're new we have a lot of new trashlings hello um if you guys go back we did a witch talk we've done plenty max a vet with demon trash but I remember you talking about the 
there was a Pluto return for basically the witch community. I'm like, is this it? Because you guys are getting scammed. Like, you guys are getting, like, scammers and copying you and, like, really coming for your community. I would say it has a lot to do with Neptune and Pisces, but Neptune and Pisces was, like, literally on my moon when I had that major scam situation going on. Like, when it was, like, really... And, like, these things come in waves. They, like, target certain people. Like, they were targeting the Austin community really strong at that time. So, like, they basically made a fake link that was, like, amalgamation of, like, five different people like in my like immediate community right and we're like just tar- I don't think anybody that I know of actually fell for it or gave them money but like it, it like they um I don't know they kept like they almost at one point they had like one profile that had like my name but it had like one of my students picture it was all so weird but uh basically this is um you know it's it's a really pervasive problem in the spiritual community um the LA Times has written about it like one of my teachers Marcella Kroll has done a lot of like activist work uh, at one point she actually like she got really mad at the beginning of the year and she like found out the information of the person who was scamming her like found out their real information and found out that they were like from her grandma's hometown or something and she like gave this person a live reading like pulled cards for them and was just like read them to filth and like told them to get their lives and it was chef's kiss beautiful um but yeah it's just a so there it's not just us it's sex workers that get it a lot too i mean it's anybody who like is not you know like serving the fucking patriarchy they're just like burn the witch but they can't legally do that to us anymore so it's just it's a it's it's a literal witch hunt not like what the fucking like trumpers like they use that they throw that fucking term around but like (laughs) literally the witches are getting hunted on social media and so yeah, it sucks. I'm sorry that that happened. I oh no, it's, I don't blame you. <laughs> it's her. Well, no. you know, some people like got pissed, and I like what? I was just like, and I was like, okay, then get the fuck. Out. I'm telling you, get the fuck out of my DMs, bitch, because I don't care. Like, yeah. like it's not me. Yeah. So I, but I had people like that were like upset about or like ad, like or I basically I did lose business over it. I know I did. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, and it could happen again at any moment. You know why? Because fuck Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Yeah. No, I've seen a fake, like a stolen Instagram account of our, like one of our dead aunts. Like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah like, no, we had to report it. It was, it was really bad. That is <laughs> it's like, evil. It's like, yeah. And yeah, it was so shortly after her death. Was horrible. It was it like, was like, like very, a year. Yeah. It was like less than a year after her death that people were like posing for it and stuff. Yeah. I, I honestly think there's like a, um, you know, like I think it's the new scam callers. I think there's like a whole, like, like people that do this professionally in like you know a hundred percent different parts of the world um that like target uh you know our community and it is yeah speaking of socialization my demon trash moment is like okay so one of my best friends he had a birthday recently we went over to little darling and i was i was meeting a bunch of his friends that i haven't met before and that's always interesting you know what i mean it's like I've been friends with this person for 12 years and now I'm meeting his like new friends here. And it's like, will we gel? I was recently at a little darling birthday party that had that same vibe. And it was just <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm meeting a bunch of new people. Will they understand me? You know, cause I'm different, you know, I'm, I'm quirky. I am not like most girls, you know, like <laughs> what they say anyway. So I was trying to spark conversation because one thing I don't like at a social gathering is for us to be in a circle and not speaking. Right. It's not the vibe. I don't like it. So I was like, I'll spark conversation, but it's also me. And my ADHD brain was thinking about how I saw TikTok about how Fast and the Furious is actually like, you know, there's the Iliad for like these different countries. And they were like picking out like 
works of literature that were like representing these countries like stories like these epics that come from history what's the american epic fast and the furious and i agree and so i was like i started this conversation about fast and the furious and everybody looked at me like i was insane like forever having seen those movies and how these like huge franchise movies they were like we've never seen that and they were like highly judging me about it and i've been really pressed about it ever since i've been really upset (laughs) about it i Chris will probably see this and be like, wait, what? But I don't know. I didn't like that. I mean, I didn't like that I was made to feel like a psychopath for having seen those movies. Am I, mean, I wrong? If you haven't seen Tokyo Drift, I don't know what you're doing. Well, like a lot of them were like, no, we haven't watched past three. If you did, you're like weird. And I'm like, all of America goes to see these movies. That's why there's like a fucking 10th one coming. Yeah, they went to space, but I got drunk and watched that shit. They did? Yeah, in the ninth one. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And, you know, that's the beauty of Fast and the Furious. But then I also brought up the fact that um, in Fast and the Furious that the Toretto's, they're Italian-Americans that are appropriating Latino culture. And I'm trying to get really loud about it and just bring awareness to the fact that this is happening and no one's talking about it. The Toretto's are Italian. I'm yes, they're Italian. The Toretto's Dom. If he was if he was Latino, it would be Dominico. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, Toretto is an Italian name. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just think it's just weird and I was made to feel crazy. And it's just really just sat I'm I'm just feeling very like upset about it. Like Can you reiterate your argument? Like what 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 was your like what would the what was the I crux was, of your I was trying to say that Fast and the Furious is a very good if you think of like America and like what our epic would be it would be the Fast and Furious franchise like the Greeks have the Iliad right the you know there's like Gilgamesh you know there's all these like old ones but like we don't really have one for America we have Huckleberry Finn but whatever (laughs) yeah um, yeah well Huckleberry Finn's pretty racist if you it is pretty I mean there's a lot Mark Twain was I so public school in Indiana. Let's not forget um, our eighth grade trip. They t- so our seventh grade trip. They took us to Manhattan. Eighth grade trip. They took us to Hannibal, Missouri. Oh my god! I, I like, went too. Yeah, I went too. That place is very. Um, They're obsessed with Twain. Well, because he's from there. But right, like, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny that you got taken to Hannibal, Missouri. Is that? Are they doing that at every public school in the Midwest? I guess I don't know. I fucking got high in the bathroom, and that was that. Oh my I'd- god! <laughs> yeah, that was the best part of that trip. Was they would just be like, "All right, you can just wander this that was city." Actually, the first time I smoked weed was in was Hannibal, it? Missouri, in like a weird, gross motel room. Work. That's amazing. It was one of the first times. I think it was the first time. Yeah, it was. That's great. Yeah. Wow, I really buried that memory until just now. (laughs) I'm glad I could summon that up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like really buried that memory. Yeah. Everything good? Are we having some trauma or no? No, it's not traumatic. It was just like I think I just like pretended like I didn't do that. Like it was me and this girl. And her name was Ashley, and she was a little bit wild. Like she definitely had sexual intercourse on the bus on the way there. Um, and Midwestern Ashleys are built different. Yeah, they are. I mean, she, I love this girl. She's wonderful. But she was, you know, she was my probably my like most wild friend at that time. And she was like, "Hey, do you want to go to so and so's hotel room?" And they were kind of like the girls that were a little bit, a little from the wrong side of the tracks, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like, "Yeah, I 
I do. <laughs> yeah. Let's see where this and, takes me. Yeah. Yeah. And we ended up smoking a joint and going spelunking in a cave, I think. I, we went to the cave too. Yeah, we, they tried. We on the same exact. They tried to make us wear matching T-shirts, and we were like, "We are hoes. Like, I'm gonna wear my Lucky Brand like one like one-sided crop top, and like no one's gonna tell me anything about it." Mark Twain, like, sorry, your shit's racist, Mark Twain. I'm gonna wear a crop top. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. There, the Huckle, there's Huckleberry Finn, but I personally think we should just adopt Fast and the Furious. And th- anyway, this is what I was talking about, and I was made to seem crazy for ever having seen Beyond. Fast and Furious 1 when this is a giant movie franchise and I just I don't know I just was made I just didn't you're like you're not the only one I, I'm not the fucking not, only one the only one but you're I can't say 10 fucking movies. I've seen many Fast and Furious movies I, I have seen like Tokyo none of them but I I'm Maybe with I am in solidarity well they're all about family and then eventually they, they? S- they start stealing like gas like I didn't know they went to space that is very um, billionaire of them yeah 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 and they, like, Gross. fight the police, right? That, that's great. Love that. Yeah, yeah. They? Yeah, no, they're, they, like, against the law. Like, See, that's wonderful. Just Good think for about it criminals. all from, like, the maybe even just base knowledge, what you just gave. There is nothing fucking more American than what you just said. <laughs> there is nothing fucking more American than what you just said. The space race alone. Uh, exactly. If Ludacris can make a car go to space... That's American. And you know what? Justice for Ludacris. Like, I didn't realize Ludacris was involved in this. Now you're pulling me more to your side. I've heard Thank nothing you. but really good things about Ludacris. Ludacris is, he's a good guy. I think. I will say, I Who knows? back to eighth grade, and then we'll, we don't have to go back to eighth grade again. But when I was, actually, this was more seventh grade. Every day, not every day, but some days I'd get on the school bus and my friend Sarah would have this look on her face. And I'd be like, did you have the dream again? And she'd be like, yes. And it, she kept having this reoccurring dream about Ludacris. She said it wasn't a sex dream. I don't know. But basically, she kept dreaming that she won this contest from MTV and that she had, like, spent the day with Ludacris and he came to her house and they, like, really didn't have anything to do. And so he just, like, sat on her couch and it was awkward. Mm. And she just kept having this reoccurring dream, like, all through seventh grade. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. What I don't know. What year would this have been? <sighs> like, 9-11 times. Uh, you know. It Ludacris was, like, was around then? It was, like, the move bitch era. Oh, so Fast and Furious 2. Um... <laughs> That's know. the era, because he was in Fast and Furious too. Probably, I don't know. I'm and not... then he sang that. I that was part of his song. Okay, yeah, for that I movie, that would have been it was the very early two thousands. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm realizing now that Fast and Furious really has shaped a lot of my life, and maybe that I'm, maybe I'm alone in that. <laughs> Who knows? Blueberry Yum Yums by Ludacris has shaped a lot of my life. So I mean, I don't know if that's there's a lot about Ludacris that shaped my life. I heard once that Ludacris was once served some like questionable spring, spring rolls and he sent them back and the server apologized and he was like spring rolls are unpredictable and I love that quote that quote from Ludacris and it will always make me smile when I think of it he seems like a good guy I've heard really nice things about him yeah I have I once edited like a behind the scenes music like video with him in it in Pitbull yeah he seemed nice I've heard things like he nice things about nice Pitbull as well the I have I've heard nice things about both of these these fine fellows you need to share your demon trash moment. Okay. Long story short, I was forced into a situation in which I had to I had to make a judgment call about something. Basically, I was mistaken. Unfortunately, I was mistaken for a nice person. Mm. And I can never allow that to occur again because yeah. I got to tell you, I'm not. I'm I'm kind, not nice, and I need people to understand the difference. Mm. Um so it was a Southwest flight. I'm a very loyal Southwest. I have the companion pass next year. I'm a very loyal. 
little Southwest wow. traveler. And I have a lot of good strategies of making sure, you know, I get the, the middle seat open. And, you know, usually it's kind of competitive, like you're down to the wire, but they mention when we're boarding the plane that there is 25 open middle seats. Okay, piece mm-hmm. of cake. I still go back to the back of the plane because, you know, I I take my time. I check a bag always, so I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to need to rush off, so. I'll tell you why it's in the back, because I heard once that when planes crash, you're less likely to die in the back. Um. Okay, yeah. That I have, I have a, another, I have a story about a Southwest plane crash situation. That could be yeah. a lie, and that could just be what they tell So uh, what, I, what I've heard, I think you're most likely to die if you're, like, over the wing. Like, you can get oh, sucked it, out. Like, okay, long, like, se- really quick segue. Yeah. A few years ago, boarding a Southwest flight, late night, red eye out of midway. Um, there was no one on this flight, and I was just like, you know, feeling the seatbelt situation uh-huh. i'm not gonna put it on and i just was like and i, and I had a moment of clarity a moment of intuition and i was like this this flight's not gonna crash i was like southwest has never really had a major plane crash this this flight this flight is not gonna be the flight that crashes yeah this plane will not crash next morning i wake up a southwest flight had crashed jesus christ um <laughs> it was out of dallas and my childhood best friend is a flight attendant out of dallas and i'm like amy are you dead and she was like girl i was supposed to be on that flight shit but Ooh. i decided that it was not for me and i switched it and, but i like knew when i was getting that plane like a plane was gonna crash but it wasn't gonna be this one up chill Whoa. i'm good but yeah someone got sucked out the window and she died everybody else was okay so it was just like minimal casualties r.i.p to that person their life mattered but yeah uh, anyway so long story short tell you about some people's lives who maybe don't matter um i i hate people you know i really do and yeah. I, I like to quote larry david i love mankind but i do hate people individually and i'll yeah. tell you who i hate the most and it's little people not little people that are just like chronically little but people that are under the age of like i don't know 16 is that oh, cut off oh, uh, so like children children yes young um <laughs> Uh, young adults, I'm okay with it. Literal children, I, I, I'm not. I don't think. Um, Tweens. Yeah, I, I just, I, I'm just, I don't. I'm good I until they're seven. Agree. I'm, I'm good until they're seven. I don't personally agree with the concept. Um, I'm not like an antinatalist or anything, just because pro-choice. But like personally, I don't have like a lot of empathy for people that are breeding. I just don't. It's just like very much not about my life. Like, yeah, you do you. Like, I respect people's choices. I respect people's choices, but I'm not gonna inconvenience myself. Because you do not use your condoms, bitch. I use magnums all the time. Yeah. We keep a gold wrapper in the purse. Like, (laughs) I use my condoms, so your children are not my problem. Right. Um, 25 open middle seats on this plane, let me tell you. And usually what I do, because I was flying out of Indianapolis, where I'm, you know, from Public School in Indiana, visiting my family, there is a Jewish deli right before you get on the Southwest Terminal, and I almost always get the corned beef, but Shake Shack now is a breakfast sandwich, so I skip the corned beef. Corned beef is stinky, so there's like, you know, there's a strategy behind it. Get the stinky corned beef. Yeah. Usually that helps you keep the middle seat preserved. Anyway, 25 open middle seats on this flight. I'm sitting in the back, you know, I've got... My, you know, we got, I do my due diligence, but not enough. Because usually I put the mask, double mask, mask here, mask here. Um, you know, get the big shoulder pillow. You just got to look like you're asleep, kind of hungover. Mm-hmm. Um, you got, yeah, there's a whole strategy to this. But like 25 open middle seats. I don't think I need to put on the Ritz here. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sitting in the back, minding my business. They call little kid boarding. And little kid boarding does its little thing. And let me tell you, I flew to Indiana with a child because my best friend decided to have one. That's her business, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't we, support those choices, but we, whatever. I mean, yeah, he's all right. He, 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 he behaved. Um, but, you know, I'll tell you what we did. I'm going to tell you what we did. I'm going to tell you what we did. We did the family boarding. When they told the families to board, we took our family and we fucking boarded. Yeah. We boarded when they told us to. Mm-hmm. 
if you're going to have kids on a plane, you need to do that. That is what you need to do. That is your responsibility. And if you do not take that responsibility, I don't give a fuck what happens to you. You can put the kid in the overhead. You can put him in the bathroom, but you can't put him next to me. All right. (laughs) Agreed. I'm with you. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. We will not be flying that way. So anyway, thankfully people that the mother and the child understood this. They understood that I was not going to give a shit about the fact that they decided to board with the secret. Not my problem. But someone else decided it was her problem, got the fuck up, and then came and sat in my middle seat. Of all the 25 middle seats, this bitch sits next to me. <laughs> That's ridiculous. This bitch sits next to me. It's 7 a.m., and then she orders a Bloody Mary. It's a very turbulent flight. Mm-mm, not today. So when I finally got my shit to work, because you know Southwest Wi-Fi ain't, ain't shit for shit. When I finally paid my eight bucks and got my little Wi-Fi going, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> like, like I said, I'm going to quote Larry David once again. I hate people individually. I love mankind. hate people individually. You know what Larry David once did, and I think it was a great idea? He bought himself a MAGA hat. You know what I now own? A MAGA hat. It <laughs> says, make abortion great again. Yeah. Because that's a value I hold. I do believe that we should make abortion great again. Abortion used to be a great thing in this country. My mother has told me a lot about it. It used to be A1. Just like, just you could just... I, I, and I personally have, you know, attended abortions and gone happy hour afterward. Like, a, wow. abortions in this country used to be a great experience. Yeah. And I just think we need to make abortion great again. But, you know, what I love about the MAGA hat is from far away, you don't know what it says. Mm-hmm. But then up close, you know what it says. So either way, I'm going to just offend everybody. You know, it's, it's, it, I'm, I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. I'm holding my values. Right. You'll, you'll keep the left people away yeah. from afar. But then when, but close, say, if another MAGA person comes with up the little kid you, comes up, I'm going to put you in the hat, girl. And they'll be Make like, Make abortion no, grading. Because I'm yeah. telling you, and then if this you need is, to get my condoms out, I'll throw them at you. This is fucking genius. It's fucking brilliant, right? It's it's even better than the stinky corned beef, which is also yeah. a, not every – then here's the thing. Not airline, not every airline, not every airport. Not all airports are created equal. I live in Austin, Texas. Let me tell you, I live – ABIA can go to hell. Like that airport is ass. They don't even have smart water. The Indianapolis airport is fabulous. Um, and they and I love that deli. So you know, but not all uh, airports have corned beef. You can get your own corned beef though and bring it on. I've done that before. See, I think if you <laughs> had Reeve your alt constantly. Yeah, one time I went to Jason's Deli on the way to the airport. Really? Just to grab me a corned beef just in case because it was like New Year's and I'm like, this is gonna be full flight. See, that's the thing though because the corned beef isn't foolproof because you would definitely have like a corned beef. You love a corned beef. I love corned beef. But do you want to sit next to one on an airplane? She probably asked for a bite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, but that's why, but that's why I like your MAGA hat, make abortion great again, because it's, you're repelling everybody. It's so good, right? Because it's, it's repelling from afar. Well, from, well, the one thing that, you know, I do, like, that could backfire that, like, I could get a Trumper come sit next to me, but then they're going to get close. They're going to see the abortion thing. Yeah. But most of them are stupid, so maybe they can't read. Well, then I'm just going to get in a fight. So. I've, they've threatened to air marshal me before. You know, I, I'm not afraid. Real, okay, wow. If you bring the little airport bottles on and you didn't get them from the airplane, mm-hmm. they, they get all mad about that. So I, lo- I love this, and you should have worn it. It would have matched your dress. I would have, but it's not here yet. I had to so get it customized. Funny. You know, it, it's couture. So it's taking oh, a minute. Oh, okay, to, it's one of those. Yeah, it's taking a minute because they had to, you know, they didn't have a ready-made make abortion great again hat. I had to have it custom-made. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Bummer. They should just be making those in mass. I mean, after after I'm done with them, they probably will be because I think this is a really effective strategy. I listen and uh, like I don't want to do this. But I'm telling you what, there's a simple solution. 
And it's not not have kids. If you want to have kids, have kids. I don't give a shit. You, you do you. If you want to ruin your life, that's your business. <laughs> but you got to do the family boarding. You got to no, do I the family agree. boarding. You're right. You're right. What if are, you don't like, do the family boarding, I think the policy just put the kid in the overhead. That's what they do with dogs. They're fine. <laughs> I think I think they're they put them in the containers and they put them places maybe don't I don't know I think they either go down or they like go under your seat they go under right? the uh, they go okay, under well the then why can't you do that with a child that seems fine well how big is the child it not my business yeah yeah mind your business you know what I mean <laughs> sorry not my no. problem I it's care. like it's like whenever somebody like somebody came up to me once and said I think your carry-on's too big first off you don't work for the fucking airline so shut your fucking mouth don't talk to me on a plane. Don't speak to me when I'm traveling. No, no, do not speak. That's why I have the double mask mask here. Mask there. You just have a little bit of skin. You don't need to have basically no skin exposed. It's kind of perfect. Yeah, we have to get creative because they don't let us take weapons on. So, bummer. Yeah, no, and I actually, I'm in agreement with that. I don't think that we should take no, weapons on. No, I don't on. think we I should have weapons. Statement. I don't think we should take, I don't think you should take weapons or children on planes. I think we should get away, get rid of both. Or here's the thing. I get it. Some people need to bring their kids places. I don't know why you would ever do that, but some people do. Yeah. They should have like times like or they should have planes family like, planes yeah well that's true because we have like we have kids showings at theaters we should have kids this is the flight where you take your kid I'm the so, noisy flight i think it's fabulous idea. the noisy flight the annoying flight yeah. you're right i would pay extra i mean i understand like there's business class and stuff to like try to avoid the ship also southwest don't be doing that and like the thing about southwest is they've got a great rewards program and like you can fly with bags for free i like southwest yeah i, I would pay southwest. extra to not have a fucking whiny baby kid on mm-hmm. there yeah. i would yeah yeah i don't know or have a section for them yes <laughs> well but they kind of do with the family fucking boarding yeah. if you're going to bring a kid on you need to do the family boarding that is my final statement and that's all i'm going to say on the matter but i will be prepared I'm going to, in my carry-on, i got my little neck pillow. And I'm going to do that. I have my MAGA hat. Make abortion great again. When you do that, I would like a follow-up because I would be interested. My only, fe- I think this is foolproof, but my only worry is, is you're going to have a Karen. What are they going to do? That, that if she yells at me, I'll just record it. It'll go viral. It'll be cute. <laughs> Work. Okay, yeah. No, it's still foolproof. No, it's, it, like, I've, I've thought about these things. It's okay, going to, yeah. I mean, you know. You've thought of every angle. Also, what are you like what is she gonna say to me i'm gonna be like i, I think abortion's great you don't i don't care karen bye yeah, like, you should have been aborted i mean or just like don't have one yeah i don't right. know yeah i don't know don't have one all right everybody get make abortion great again hats and you have a great flight yeah exactly <laughs> tiktok it's a place you know <laughs> it's it's a realm of the how do you feel about tiktok um I follow one account. Um, I follow Tara Reid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love it. Do so. you scroll through it and see just like all the madness? I mean, I scroll through Tara Reid. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't like, do you just go through like TikTok? And no, I will occasionally stuff? like if somebody like sends me something and or like I'll seek things out. Um, if I see something on Instagram, I'm like, oh, I want to see this whole video. Well, you're not like a TikTok doom scroller. No, I do not do that. No. <sighs> Good for you. You're healthy. I mean, I do what I can. It's not. Let's not. It's better than me. It's not giving me awards. You're better than me. I'm extremely online. I. It's a sickness. But so they're shifting. Um, Well, let's take it back a little bit. So you reached out to us because we talked a little bit about simulation stuff. Because all this stuff is like very popular, like discourse on TikTok. Oh yeah, I assumed yeah. And. You know, and a lot of it is like we kind of like troll it, but a lot of it is like I think parts of it. I mean, Avery, would you say we kind of believe some of it? Shifting and like well, timeline jumping. 
I do Sim- like so like the simulation theory. It's fun. Like, it's I'm fun s- to explore. Like I'm starting to like get more like okay maybe there. I don't know if we're in a simulation mm-hmm. or like maybe we just don't know what the simulation is called yet. We don't fully understand it. Right. Do you know what I mean like the whole like double slit ex- experiment where mm-hmm. it's like once something's observed, the properties of it change. That's interesting. I don't know. And which they proved. They proved. Which the, in the, they've seen it and they've studied that. So so. But then, but then what I love about science is that Gen Z or, you know, other people will take it and then they will manipulate it to work for whatever fantasy they like. And one of the most popular things, I mean, we've been talking about it for a long, long time. I don't understand why no one else is really taking it serious because I personally think an entire generation is suffering psychosis. But I don't know because, again, I'm an idiot, you know, and maybe they're maybe they are. Because here's the thing, like, it's like kind of confusing because I think people use like very similar terms and they mean different things. Like there's like the young Gen Z kids who are shifting and script making scripts to go to Hogwarts when so the, while they're like essentially just lucid dreaming. And then there's yes. other people who like talk about like timeline shift to your best reality, you know? So there's like, yes. so there's like the terminology is getting like mixed together and I don't know if they're like the same or like in separate groups. So I started seeing this and it was like these kids that were or mostly girls. Let's just be real here. A lot of girls saying that they were going from their current realities, their CRs to their desired realities where they are dating fictional men such as like Draco Malfoy. Here, let's take a look here. Okay. I don't know what that is like, but okay. Like Draco from uh, Harry Potter, he's the villain. Okay. Well, he's more not the villain. He's, he's like the he's, blonde kid from Harry Potter. He's the hot. Bully. Okay. He's, he's the hot. Bully. He's a Harry Potter character. He's yes. a Harry Potter character. Yeah. And she's grabbing her book to go script out the concept of meeting the fictional character to date. Very interesting, huh? Now get this. Then I saw this girl. I was scrolling and she talks about her fucking class schedule at Hogwarts. She has a class schedule. So I'm going to talk like, about my classes that I've scripted to have and the schedule that I've scripted. Okay, so academically, <laughs> I'm scripted to be in Ginny and Luna's year. So I'm a year below Harry, Ron, and Hermione. These are all fictional characters. We're talking about Harry Potter right now. And I wanted to be a little bit special. So I do have advanced classes in which I am in the fourth year classes. Okay, so on Monday, I start the day with Transfigurations. I have that with my year. And She's got potions class on Monday. <laughs> this bitch has potions class on Monday. I mean, I've taken a potions class before, but, but like, not the same thing. <laughs> no, Snape, Severus person. <laughs> Professor Snape but is I teaching her. Ginny's in class. She, she's going to class with Ginny Weasley. See, I see this, and they and it goes under the scope, the term uh, there uh, of shifting, of shifting, like shifting realities. That's my first introduction into this, and then so this was very, very getting really, really popular. But now the most popular thing I am starting to see, Avery and I have seen, is these people saying, like, using quantum leaping in their business. Um, 
quantum shifting for like, again, for desired realities. So it's taking this concept that these kids are using. And then now they're, I've seen a lot of these women using it for like their businesses. So here's an example. Let me put you on to the most transformative quantum shifting practice I have ever learned. Download, save, bookmark, whatever you need to do, because this will 100% guarantee that you receive that thing that you have been trying to manifest. This works with the idea of quantum creation, the law of attraction, the law of assumption. Okay, as soon as you open your eyeballs in the morning, sit up in your bed and do this exercise. And you have to do this immediately when you wake up in the morning because your brain is in the theta brainwave state. I'll have a video See, they're saying so. I'm like, the what? Theta brainwave state and the superpower theta of that state. Theta brainwave state. But for state. now, just do this immediately when you wake up. You're going to run through this exercise. Take three to four deep breaths. Inhale four, hold, exhale four, hold in that sequence. Then focus your energy on your heart space. If you feel any blockages, set the intention to send healing light to your heart space to remove them. Once you do this, you are going to imagine that you're waking up in your desired reality. Noticing what your room even looks like in this dream reality where you already have that thing that you've been trying to manifest. You're going mm-hmm. to imagine. So isn't this that just visualization? To a yeah. mirror, the closest yeah. mirror, and you look at yourself. I have a lot to say about this one in particular. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, Hey, Trashlings! We just wanted to remind you to follow us on all of our social medias. We don't want you, our little Trashlings, to miss out on any of our content. Sweet little babies. So make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Demon Trashcast, TikTok at Demon Trashcast, and make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. We have two YouTube channels. The one you're on right now is the Demon Trash Podcast. All your listeners check in if you want to watch us visually yes if you want to watch us on youtube and then we also have our movie and tv react channel mm-hmm. demon trash and you can find everything at demontrash.com. it's all there baby and don't forget to rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform you use it really helps shows like ours out um so yeah rate it five stars babe don't wait do it got demon trash friends tell them about us um so yeah and if you like what we do here and you want to give us your pennies help us keep the lights on you can support us over uh at anchor.fm slash demon trash for as little as 99 cents a month we see some of you guys on there thank you so much it's so helpful so yeah you can subscribe there if you want to support the podcast but we also have now a patreon because of our youtube channel demon trash where we react to TV shows and movies. So if you like that, you want to keep watching with us, you can do so over at Patreon at patreon.com slash demon trash cast. Also, if you have any demon trash moments, topic ideas, or weird, funny videos slash TikToks you like us to react to, send them over to our email at demon trash podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah. We love it. Talk to us. Talk we to love us. you. <laughs> Maybe you'll be on our next show. Maybe your stuff will make it on the show. <laughs> and you're like a cute little trashling. All right, that's it. That's all we have to say. Thank you guys for all the support. Back to the show. Okay, so I've been I was having a conversation with my dad last night. Like I said, he's, you know, a fairly um conservative person, maybe not necessarily politically, but like 
you know, he's a, he's also like an avowed atheist. So he's yeah. not really into the woo-woo shit. Like he loves that I was in Forbes magazine. So like that's, yeah. does it, does he love it? It's for witchcraft? Eh, maybe not. But anyway, you know, he's getting older and he's kind of like, he also, you know, definitely a little bit on the spectrum as, you know, as, as a lot of us are. And, you know, hyperfixations, that's a thing. And my dad was watching The Crown, get, got a little hyperfixated with the monarchy, which he was never concerned with before. He's also simultaneously hyperfixated with Lucinda Williams. Very strange. But um, <laughs> those are his two things, the queen and Lucinda Williams. Uh, so, you know, queen dies on my birthday. You're welcome. And um, that's it. Yeah, Princess Diana died right before my 10th birthday, which was a lot sadder. But anyway, so the queen dies on my birthday and my dad like calls me to talk about it. And I'm like, dad, I'm literally having a birthday, but okay, go off. Anyway, he's like, are you watching this shit? Like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, dad, I would, I would never watch that. I'm not a Marnicus. But so my dad's been really like in, he's like totally just become like an Anglophile. And we're talking last night about, you know, the crown and, uh, and then we started talking about the pomp and the circumstance of the royal family and kind of like how out of date and out of touch it is. But we started talking about like all the weird things they did as part of the funeral. And I was like, well, that's ritual work. Like mm. they, the reason, there's a reason why they've done these things for centuries and it's to hold power. Mm. It's because it also, it's also effective. The thing is you can make anything a ritual. So whatever this person's talking about, breathing in the morning, blah, 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 which is a good time. I mean, it is a good time to do meditation work in the morning when you're coming out of consciousness. She also did mention theta brainwaves state these are none of these concepts are new like I learned about the different brainwave states when I started studying the Silva method several years ago the Silva method has been around since the 70s and it's you know uh, um, a Mexican-American guy in Laredo Texas who was a radio repairman Um, he had several kids and one of they were not doing so well in school and he used to be in the military and he kind of knew about the psychological tactics they would use in the military and so he applied that to teaching his kids their homework and he also applied what he knew about radio waves which is ostensibly very tied into like my understanding of quantum mechanics and different timelines. And we can talk about that in a minute. Um, But ostensibly he came up with this way of helping his kids tap into a different brainwave state so that they could retain information or they could like essentially tap into knowing things they wouldn't be able to know. He taught a secretary how to like win contests and she would just like enter contests and win them. And I tried huh. doing that this summer and it worked. I thought, I thought that stuff was mostly used for like sleep. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 yeah. I, or like relaxation states. I didn't realize that you could also use them for like, focus or like learning new tasks or things like that you could use it for anything you can use it like for manifestation you can use it for I mean it is part so spoiler alert I do timeline jumping I don't know if we cover that I I I, um you know have a program called the Empress Sessions it's a five-week program where I support folks in a timeline jump and the timeline jump itself is done through meditation Mm -hmm. and I guide people into a theta brainwave state um using the Silva method would this be what they're calling the desired reality no okay you go into what's called a void space so do you want me to just tell you more or less the way the way that I conceive of timeline collapsing. Yeah, yeah. Is that helpful? your definition okay. of timeline jumping. Um, I actually, you know, what might be helpful for us before we get into that? So 
there's a person who I learned a lot of this from. Um, actually, there's several different teachers that I had. Um, I really, I did timeline jumping on my own first, and I would just use two cups of water. And this, I didn't really even know what it was. I, I think I did call it timeline jumping. That's what I called it, but this was years ago, right? I have two cups. My late best friend gave me these two cups. One says like, they have like they look old fashioned and fancy, but one says like wasted, and like they're like I don't know, they're ridiculous. But I would take one and fill it with water or tea or something. Set an intention over it, wine, whatever. Set an intention over it pour it into the next cup and drink it. And it's like, okay, one reality goes in, one reality goes out. You drink the new one, you pull it in, you're in your new reality. Okay. So it's like that simple. You can make it that simple. Okay. But the way that I do it now, I follow ostensibly the method set forth by P the fairy, who is, um, I think in my humble opinion, that sort of, like I said, kind of earlier, like a guru of timeline jumping. Like I said, I don't know if they would call themselves that, but in my opinion, what timeline jumping is in its modern form has really been pioneered by this person. Mm-hmm. And ostensibly that happens in a meditative state. Mm-hmm. And you imagine yourself going into a void state where nothing exists. All timelines exist in a void and no timelines exist in a void. Okay. And so timeline jumping is sort of predicated to bring Jose Silva back into this, like radio waves. Okay. You can only tune into one radio wave at a time, but you know there are many different radio waves Okay. So like when you're changing the channel on a radio state, like changing the radio station, you're moving from one wave to another. Okay. A time ostensibly quantum mechanics dictates that time ostensibly works the same way. So another way to think about it is a book. Time is a book and you can only be on one page at a time, but you can move different pages. Right. Now to kind of talk about maybe this like going to Hogwarts or whatever outside of this physical reality isn't really possible in my understanding of timeline jumping because you just can't move that far at once. You can move a few pages at a time, basically. Mm. Now, you can move a few pages at a time every every couple hours. You know, you could do that at your own pace. However, you have to also understand, like, you come out of a timeline jump, you're different. Your reality stays the same, right? The world around you is the same as it always was. Everyone who knows you knows you the same way you used to be. So what that creates is this sort of situation where reality buffers around you. That's what I call it. Um, And so you have to get become accustomed to your new reality. So I did a timeline jump earlier today. Um, I had some body work done. I did craniosacral work. And in the, in, in the process, I decided, you know, this is a perfect, I'm in this relaxed state. I might as well guide myself through this. First time I ever did it just in my own mind. Usually I listen to a recording of P or I do it live with P or I do it live with other practitioners or like my best friend Andrew has done it with me or I just listen to recordings of my own self doing it. Mm. This is the first time I ever did it in my own mind uh, because I was just like, I didn't have anything. So I Mm -hmm. had to do that. But you ostensibly guide yourself into a void space. You going into that void space, put everything down. I'm not going to tell you the whole details about how I do it because it's proprietary, but you put everything down, you step into the void space and that void space, everything exists and nothing exists. And then you choose a timeline to move into. Now I do it inside of a container that's five weeks long because I use the Akashic records, which are ostensibly this database, like a cosmic iCloud where every timeline exists, uh, all that ever has been and all that ever could be. And yeah, so it's like, it's the store, the Akashic records are a storage space where all timelines exist and certain people are able to tap into them by meeting a group of ascended beings called an individual's masters, teachers, and loved ones. And you open the records and you can look at their immediate timeline and you can look at near ones, ones nearby because you can only move so far in a jump. Right. So you open, so I I create this container where I support people because the other thing about timeline jumping is you come out of it and your reality is still there and you have to deal with it, but you're different. So it fucking sucks. (laughs) That's the thing about timeline jumping is it's not a good time most of the time. I mean, like uh, your results may vary. Um, some I've had better ones and I've had worse ones. I've had my life fucking fall apart after a timeline jump 
multiple times, but you have more resilience to deal with it because ostensibly in the timeline jump, you put your whole reality down and then you come out of it into a new reality where you meet a new version of you and you combine with them. And that version of you has the answers that that you're seeking for whatever problem you got. So then you can just come out of that void space. And usually for me over the course of a couple weeks, so like I'm fresh out of a timeline jump. I know I've got to like a week or two into this before I come back into like my desired reality Uh um, where reality is going to buffer and I'm going to have to deal with my shit. So what will happen is I'm going to have to deal with my shit. And that's why I create supportive containers around it for people. That's interesting. So you're saying that whenever you timeline jump, like when you come out of it and you come back into the current reality, you're like, so you're not the same. You're different. Yeah. You're, yeah. It's like kind of like you have the knowledge of your fr- future self, but you still have to go back to your past life. To your so, current life. Yeah. yeah, you're, yeah. Not your past. Yeah. Your, your current, current reality. Life. So okay. it's like. And, th- and the adjustment obviously is not always. You have to deal with whatever you have to deal with. Right. You know, like whatever your circumstances are going into the timeline jump, um, you're going to have to deal with that. So one thing you, and this is something I got from PE, which I think we should probably like listen to. Yeah. That one thing you really want to make sure you're doing is you're not doing a timeline jump as a means of escaping because that will not work. Okay. And I think that's the problem with shifting. That will not work. I, I think you just hit the nail on the head for me because in a previous episode, which I, when we were talking about simulations, I was thinking about the people who I think what I said, the clip was where I talked about people who believe they're vampires. They call themselves vampires. And I was joking with her about like, see, they they're in their reality. They're vampires. Yeah. So I mean, in my reality, I'm a witch. Right. Exactly. So it's like, but so it's like, that's their reality, but it's like, is it when we look at that and we, it, uh, the general, we, we, the public, criticize it? Is it because we're just not part of that reality? Or is it just because we're assholes and we just don't want to believe it? I mean, I think it's just, it comes down to like probably maybe this is semantics. Maybe it's not, but like, how does one define a vampire? They like drink blood. Okay. You could drink blood. Yeah. True. What's going to stop you? Yeah. So it's like, because she was like, well, they're not really vampires. And I was like, but for them, they're vampires. I would say if someone's drinking blood, that's a pretty compelling argument for their vampires. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're vampires. Um, But are they living forever? No, because in this lifetime, bodies die. Yeah, I think, honestly, because when we talked about that, we talked about, I think, how being in this physical reality is what uh, limits us from, like, being able to fly if we wanted to. But you can fly. I literally just told a story about flying. Like, I... No, I meant, like, if I wanted to hover right now, I don't know if I could. No, no, I get what you're saying. But like, I think it, I think it also comes back to like the similar thing of like, oh, how do you define flying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So reality creation is so she. Yeah. I, I would love for y'all to hear what Pete the fairy has to say about this, just because I, I think that they're the utmost expert in the field that I know of, or one of them at least. So I really respect their perspectives on these things. I just wanted to let you all into my world um, with like me doing reality creation things in real time. So, um, for a little while, I've been in this like loop, this identity loop around me being cold, um, or like neutral or, or like, I don't emote enough and people can't trust me because of that. I got in this like loop, um, around that. And so I, that felt very heavy. It made me feel like very, like I need to do something else. I need to do more and it, and it, that's I don't like living like that. Um, <clears throat> so I let myself chill out like 
I don't know, watch Netflix, went to sleep, whatever. Um, a few days later, I had the urge to do a timeline jump, and I treat timeline jumps like psychedelic trips, like where if I feel drawn to it, I do it. So I felt drawn to a timeline jump, did it, merged with myself, um, and like it felt like that the identity that I called in, super relaxed, lots of happiness, just very like <laughs> release, lots of mm, melty feelings. Um, and I could feel my mind being like, uh, but my body and like my soul, like uh, the majority of me was feeling pretty good. Then I went to sleep, woke up at like four or 5 AM and I wrote in my notes app, your happiness is reckless. So that was like my mind, all that, like I was feeling in my mind. That was a summarization of it. It came to me while I was like sleeping and I feel like it probably could have came another time, but I was just very chill while I was asleep. So. Okay, so your happiness is reckless. That was the overarching theme. So there's a few things I did to soothe my mind enough to allow that identity to like take up more space and let me like fully sit in the identity of the me who's just me and I'm allowed to emote the way I want to emote, da da da. Um, so my mind um, was feeling like I can't let this identity fully in. It's not safe, it's not okay. So what I did is I asked my mind like, what do you think will happen if you are so happy that you're reckless. I want you to play that reality out. Um, and that's something that I often recommend to people is when it feels like there's so much tension and you need it, I would ask yourself like, what is the benefit of you preventing this? Um, and then the next thing I did was I let myself do a contract, which I've talked about before, but I was like, I'm gonna let myself sit in this identity for the rest of the month. And that way, like, I don't think we can ruin our lives in, in a month. So are you okay with that mind? And my mind was like, cool, yeah. Um, so that let my mind like take a back seat so I could fully invite in that identity and so i just kind of wanted to show you real quick what i might do in real time i hope that helps it's that simple also it's like not this like big thing so it sounds like they get re you get really specific well it's like a breakdown here connected with my embodied most desired self notice i was experiencing um notice the expense yeah notice the tension was the tension is reality buffering right like okay. i just described so um worked with your mind to release that tension now just be so ostensibly what they're saying is and like another th way i've heard he talk about this is you accept your current reality that's the number one first step gotta accept your current reality then you set the intention of what you want to change um you basically tell the universe hey this is like this right now and i don't like this i want it to be b i've got a i need b mm -hmm. go into the void space put a down into the come out of the void space pick up b then the reality is like what the fuck you had a before we know yeah. you as a now you got b that's not right what the fuck so then you have to go through the process of experiencing that tension and telling yourself no it's safe for me to have b it's safe for me to have b so i'm gonna move through the world as though i have b and eventually the world's gonna respond to me as though i have b and i'm carrying oh. b and the world's gonna start responding to me so that in my experience for me personally and what i've seen with clients a lot of times takes a couple weeks and then all of a sudden you just are can you give some examples of without you know getting too personal but like some examples of clients that you've worked with doing this and like what's happened and changed with them or sort of like your experience with clients doing this yeah absolutely um maybe I should talk more about myself first okay. like because I'm I'm my own you know best experiment but I can also talk about some clients that I've worked with too kind of which is some broad details um the first time I ever did a timeline jump was at the beginning of this year I felt for a while there was some toxic energy around me and I felt like 
kind of like that I was under a psychic attack, but I wasn't really sure exactly the details and I couldn't really see it. I also have um, a lot of planets in my 12th house in astrology, which means I have like, I'm susceptible to hidden hidden enemies. Like I don't always know who's on my side and who isn't. Mm -hmm. So I go into the timeline jump and I come out of it. And within like 12 hours of me doing that, the person that was like psychically attacking me told on themselves basically and extracted themselves from my life. And I just didn't have to deal with that anymore because that person was just like peace because I'm different now. They can't do that to me anymore. They have to go. So um, that's, you know, a perfect example of things that happen. Sometimes things happen really quickly. Mm. Um, Sometimes they take longer. But like I have also had people come to me with specific intentions of like they are one thing and they want to be another. So I had a person who I've worked with for a long time, regular client of mine, um, they had the opportunity to leave their job in tech because they were offered a role that was ostensibly like a C-suite level role at another tech company, a very, very big tech company. And they were like, I don't know if I'm an executive. And I was like, bitch, yes, you are. Let's take this five-week container. And at the end of it, we will quantum leap you if you want to use those terms. We'll collapse out the old timeline in which you're not an executive. And we'll deposit you into a new timeline in which you are. Like, you have to embody that, right? So, like, if you want to hit the ground running in this new role that someone has offered to you, let's get you up to speed for it. So let's put you in motion here. Quite oppositely, as someone who was working at a tech company that was um, hijacked by a billionaire. You guys are not going to believe this story. Hijacked by a billionaire and ran into the ground in a matter of days. I mean, it really played out over like about six months. Between It was actually very much an eclipse story. So I started working with the person during the last eclipse when there was rumblings of this. And then it came to pass under the most recent eclipse. And they were like, I don't. I'm like, I want to design furniture. <laughs> I don't want to do this shit anymore. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, got you. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, let's get you there. And like, associate, like help them move through that life change. So um, one thing about timeline jumping is it doesn't like this. We're, what we're talking about right now is intentional timeline jumping. It's yeah. you collapsing out a timeline with intention. You're going into a void space with the intention of putting your old reality down and picking up another one. But timeline collapses happen organically all the time. Okay. Like, what do you mean by that? Um, I'm sure we everyone's had a life experience where they've gone through a major life change and become somebody different on the other side relatively rapidly. Like for me, you know, um, I went through a significant life change when I got divorced. And my like when I just decided I was leaving that marriage within 24 hours, I had a dream apartment that a someone paid me to take over, and it was like a dream apartment, a luxury apartment that someone literally paid me to take over their lease in this luxury apartment within 12 hours of me looking at my husband and be like, this is not it. You're not it. Like not you. No, 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 not you. (laughs) I'm wondering, sorry to interrupt, but I just thought about something in my personal life. I wonder like, cause like about those kinds of moments that happen, I wonder like how many times I've been given moments like those kinds of life changing moments. But I feel like sometimes those moments can be so big that we don't know necessarily how to handle them. Right. And it can go awry. And I just think about like my life, not saying that those kinds of moments are usually accompanied with trauma, but I feel like trauma can usually be like, it's almost, it's not for me. I think about a lot of moments in my life that were associated with trauma that felt like portals walking into something completely new. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, these are 
oftentimes, even when you're doing it intentionally, can be incredibly difficult, which is why I build a support system around it right. for people. And why I think it's important to do this work responsibility, to do this work with responsibility or to do it responsibly with other people. I think it's very important that I create a container of support around it. P has different opinions on that, and that's not how they do their work. And that's great because it makes some of their work more accessible. Like, mm-hmm. um, not all of it. I mean, you can work with P directly, but you can also join their like membership and timeline jump with them once a month, you know? Like, yeah. so, um, there's no, you know, just like anything in this field, there's no true right or wrong way to do it because mm-hmm. we don't have like a larger governing body of ethics. It's not, you know, therapy or anything like that. Right. Um, but I think every practitioner kind of has to come to their own, you know, ethics in this practice, just like anything else. For me, I would not take someone through a timeline jump if I didn't already open their Akasha records. Like I, like I need to go with them into the records and have their guide team talk to them first. Wow. Talk to them about their current timeline and the other timelines available to them. Like we need to get really clear on that, in my opinion. You know, but when I Dumbledore's do, not in the Akashic records. But the thing is, he might. We don't know. You'd you know, think. like, um, so the, the Akashic records are uh, like this are accessed by these ascended guides called the masters, teachers and loved ones. So loved ones are a category of individuals who are once embodied. So a lot of times it's like your grandma or someone who's passed over who's a ancestors, ancestors, but not all ancestors, like the ones who have ascended to this place that have this responsibility. Gotcha. OK. Um, and then there's masters, um, which are all masters are like the highest level, which are like all de- like all deities, all sort of like it's the the master is like the idea of like the equivalent of god okay and then teachers can be things we've deified it could be extraterrestrial it's it's on most of the time i mean there is i think from my understanding sometimes masters could be like an ascended being who was once alive like jesus or something like that but most of the masters so those could be concepts you know maybe we don't know where these where harry potter stuff has been inspired from so it's possible you know it's it's possible that these things were also divinely channeled like not to like I don't know much about Harry Potter. Like, I'm 35, so I'm a little bit past that. <laughs> bit, yeah. But, like, I don't know that the person that who wrote it's a little bit... She's turfy, right? I, now she is, yeah. I, I feel like Gandalf would be versus Dumbledore. Well, would okay, the I record. think the Sorry, thing is, is what I thought about it, but it's, like, because at the end of the day, it just follows the hero's journey, and yeah. those characters are the sage characters, so it's just the, it's just they're, they're derivatives of the sage. Yeah, of a sage. and like you know, that's tarot is based in yeah. the, like so much of the stuff is all kind of coming from the same source material. So, like you're saying before, like you say is like you help someone timeline jump. You're not gonna like send them. They're like, oh, I want this to happen, or like I want to jump to this reality where this is possible. But you like if you went into their Kashik re- records, you could be like, that actually might not work out for you yeah i mean yeah i can just be like, like okay well this is like this is where you're currently headed and this is where you could be going based on like what's available to you well i think it's interesting because it now i'm like hearing what you said earlier about the escapism of it yeah because i think that that is genuinely like what i've seen where because you know I think there's a lot of my mind that fights that because I think it's really important to stay like in tune with your reality. However, I don't, I'm not saying that I don't believe I can change, like anybody can change their reality, right? I believe that. Yeah. But I don't believe that escaping your current reality to like go to Hogwarts for seven months in your mind is like, 
you know what I mean? Like that is obviously where we're we're like, okay, we need to really well, what, zero in on what's going on here because I don't think that's healthy for anybody. Well, one of the most challenging things about spiritual work is fundamentally like there's a very oftentimes a very fine line between like a spiritual moment of enlightenment and a genuine like mental health crisis. Um, <laughs> yeah, and a lot of times there's like a lot of overlap in between the two. Um, I really came into timeline jumping and opening the Akasha records at the exact same time I got diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah. Um, Because I was coming into this new level of enlightenment and it was like, my brain was like overloaded with it. My brain was like, Hey, there's this thing we haven't addressed yet that's going on and we need to address it. So like there is um, now that's a different type of mental health crisis. Like I, then I think what we're talking about here, but yeah, I do think that like that is fundamentally just across the board in spiritual work. There's a fine line and there's a lot, a lot of times there's overlap. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I, we were actually just talking about this earlier. There's this, I'll call them out. You, you might, you don't know who they are. I'll call them out, but there's this woman on TikTok. She really blew up. I would say back in 2020, early 2021, I started seeing her stuff. And it's not Tara Reid. It's not. It's not <laughs> I'm just kidding. Her name is Quantum Shifting. That's her username on um, TikTok. And what I used to see from her was she talked a lot about concepts like human design. Yeah. Uh, but Which now, P is a human design reader. That's kind of like where they got their start. Yeah. But now she's siding with Kanye on his anti-Semitism. And I've seen some of her TikToks. And I, listen, I think what can end up happening I, I, with anything really, but I see it a lot, especially with like people figureheads in spiritual communities where they just they get deep into like conspiracy theories and they're really out here just kind of spitting out what I would deem egotistical psychosis and I I've seen it before like P when she uh when they were talking about um uh like psychedelic trips it's like I see it before where people get really into psychedelics which obviously happened during 2020 the pandemic psychedelics went way up and I always say with psychedelics is you know they can be extremely helpful but again it's like building a mind palace that is a a place of escapism you shouldn't go there you that's when it's like it's no longer a tool you're just fucking gone yes exactly and the thing about psychedelics that I think can be really um, I don't want to say dangerous. That's not the right word. I don't want to pathologize, but I do think the risky, it could be really risky about like really intense psychedelics like ayahuasca. Um, you get a lot of enlightenment in a short time and you don't have the tools to handle it. So it's like winning the lottery when you have 10 bucks in your, in your, um, in your, in your bank account. Um, you can't manage that. It's going to destroy you. It sounds like in order to actually j- timeline jump into your desired reality, you have to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to define yourself in a way. Yeah. Because if you're a jumbled mess, are you just going to timeline jump that jumbled mess into your desired reality? Yeah, absolutely. And people do it all the time. Yeah, because you, you have to know what you want in order to go anywhere where that is. You have to know your desires to go to your desired reality. And that's kind of what P was talking about with like, Okay, is it safe? A big part of timeline jumping is also establishing safety. Is it safe for me to be this thing? Yeah. If you don't believe it's safe for you to be the thing, then your subconscious is going to keep your subconscious job is literally to keep you alive. Yeah. So if you don't feel safe, you're going to try to get a fuck out of that situation. Mm-hmm. So if you don't feel like it's safe for you to have $20,000 just sitting in your checking account, you're going to spin down to the amount of money you think you can have. Mm. Like that's going to happen. That's mm. going to happen. It happens all the time. Yeah. Um, 
like if you don't feel safe to call yourself an executive, you know, you're gonna fuck that job up, like whatever. Like if you don't feel safe to own that identity, identity, you believe you're worthy of that identity, then you will not be able to maintain it. Because your subconscious will never make you a liar. So it's gonna try to get the fuck out of that as soon as it possibly can because it doesn't feel safe. So one of the things you have to do is define safety. And I think what P was talking about in that video we watched was giving themselves a contract of like, okay, I'm going to identify as a warm person for the end of the month until the end of the month. I'm going to tell myself it's safe because I can't fuck up my life in a month. Mm. So I'm going to just lean into this identity. And if it sticks, then I'm going to keep it. Mm. So like, that's kind of another strategy you could use to create sustainability in the realities that you're creating for your, that you're co-creating. Let's say co-creating reality rather than creating it. Cause I think when we say create reality, it just becomes a little confusing for people because then it's like, well, why can't I create my reality in Hogwarts or whatever? Right. Exactly. That's where, cause I hear a lot about the, the terms co-creating and I think people are starting to just, I don't know if it, I think we've been talking, this sort of conversation has been happening for like a long time, but I think honestly, just the madness of the world, especially in the last two to three years, has pushed people to a place where there's now two roads. What you're talking about sounds extremely healthy, and the other road is just getting the fuck out of here. And And spirituality has always been like that, you know? Exactly, but now more than ever because, you know, it's just all around us all the time about how fucking crazy it is. But I just think that it makes me, I think a lot about like the younger generation, like kind of, you know, especially like these kids, I see these kids like believing this and like practicing these things. And I just, I worry that like, you know, I wish there that teachers like you who would like really talk about this and like really kind of help put those kinds of things into perspective. Cause I think it's important and I just do think it's a little dangerous because it's like when they get older and they start to, you know, actually interact with the world as an adult, it's like you can't just escape your reality or I worry about, you know, how that will play with their mental health and things like that. Yeah, and I definitely think there's validity to that argument. I also think we talked about this when I was a kid because of music videos and and video games. People were like, oh, and maybe there's truth to it. I mean, you know, Columbine happened when I was like in elementary school like I was in fifth grade when that happened yeah. you know and like that like and the culture had shift, shifted around that it was a yeah. cultural shifting moment do I think it was video games in Marilyn Manson no do I think video games in Marilyn Manson are both independently stupid for a lot of reasons yeah but yeah. like that's just you know my opinion actually no that's true about Marilyn Manson that's fundamentally <laughs> true um but like they're they're fuck Marilyn Manson but he didn't cause Columbine you know and I right. think like I think like when when Elvis was ripping off black people and shaking his hips you know people were like ah you know like when people were dropping acid left and right and then fucking around with charles manson and stabbing sharon tate that was fucked up too right you know like there's i do think that like there's always going to be a little bit of like are the kids all right question mark yeah and i think that that is i'm not saying i'm on i'm not on tiktok for a reason except for when i do check in on my girl tara love you tara i used to always say <laughs> when i was um have a wild party at my house i'd be like either we got visited by terrorists or tara reed and i now feel like and i'm like do i want to do i want to visit the terrorists or terry now i'm gonna go on tiktok and see because i think there is you know tiktok to me is very dangerous it could be you know it can be used uh, it's a tool it can it's be used a tool yeah but it's a tool, I think, in hands that are very questionable, you know, yeah. and, and I think that's also true of like a lot of our 
corporate overloads, overload. I think that's with anything. And, and I think that's what I, you know, I was really, I'm, I'm glad that we had you here to like talk about it because I was like, is this timeline jumping? Like, is it bad? Or is it good? Is it just escapism? Is it just a psychosis? Are we fooling ourselves? And you know, are like, are people using these terms to like, like, as to swindle people and oh, yeah, like, to sell their like business thing, you know, like we like literally like watched a TikTok. I don't know if that one made it, but it was like, she's like, I use quantum shifting to go from making 50,000 K a year to 50,000 K a, a not month, 50 K a month. Sorry. Well, I mean, I know P has made significant leaps in their income doing this work, but I also yeah. think they're doing it ethically. Like, yeah. to their, uh, and I think that's like, it is possible for sure to change your money, your relationship to money into, it's just, I think it's, there's a lid for every pot, right? right. The people that are going to be doing those programs, the people are going to be doing my programs and the people that are going to be doing P pro- P's programs are going to be three different types of people. Yeah. And I think um, one thing I will say, and I want to talk about this, I know we're probably winding down, but I want to just talk about like kind of like what you're saying about like the last couple of years. And I do, I do think there is a shift happening. I don't know what I, I, I've been talking about it a lot with folks in the spiritual community. I don't know exactly how to define it. I do think there is a shift occurring where these tools are becoming more accessible. Like I mm-hmm. was not previously able to read the Akashic Records until about six months ago with these eclipses. It just opened it up in me. We're like, oh, I can now do this. Whereas previously I was not able the to. The tools as in like these spiritual tools, like as in like timeline jumping, things like that. Yeah. I mean like, well, timeline jumping is predicated on two different things, right? It's on, on some level, it's just like manifestation, meditation, visualization, ritual work all these things have been around forever right? right but then also quantum mechanics we're starting to understand that more it's starting to be less gatekeeped i think um right it's starting to be less gatekeeped and i do think that's i and, and i'm not this is where i you know want to be very clear i went to public school in indiana like i don't i never took a physics class i'm not going to misrepresent myself in any way shape or form but I, I do think my fundamental understanding of this like just organically in my cells is is pretty strong and i think that like it is um also there's demonstrated occurrences where there's been glitches in the reality like we can see it it happens like the mandela effect it happens more often than people you know i wonder too about what you're saying is is because of we're also starting to get in it it, it, in our reality i feel like a lot of uh what we base is valid comes from authority figures and so things like what we've been talking about has been backed by the CIA. They yeah, use absolutely. Them. Our governments have been using these tools and... Which is what Jose Silva essentially understood when he yeah. created the Silva method. You know, like, he saw the overlapping between the psychology that they're using in the military and radio waves. Um, like, it's, you know, it, it's actually, like, Pete said it herself, themselves, it's astonishingly simple. All this stuff is astonishingly simple. That is the thing we overcomplicated. It's astonishingly mm-hmm. simple. But I do think certain things, like, I access the Akashic Records... By saying the pathway process prayer, you can find it on Google. You know, it's nothing. It's not gatekeeped. It's out there. Mm. I read one book on it by Linda Howe, who was kind of like the the pee, the fairy of Akashic Records. And I was like, oh, I say this prayer. I tap into someone's energy. I can talk to their guides. I didn't know I could do that. And I've heard like people I know or like or trust. I've heard, you know, people that have connected or talked to or made contact with extraterrestrials, which I think has a lot of overlap with some of the master's teachers, loved ones. And it feels like a very similar experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think there's an enlightenment that's occurring. I guess it's, I don't know much more about it than that. I do think if I'm being, you know, very honest and we talked about the Pluto return last time, which is really United States thing. Um, 
that I, I do think, you know, global climate change is real and yeah. there's a big threat to like humanity's existence really. Um, and I think that's why, if I had to guess, that's why we're having these, those abilities to connect more, mm. um, so that we can each empower ourselves individually. I also think there is, I actually had an Uber driver tell me this the other day. I have not researched this beyond our conversation. Um, it's probably some Joe Rogan shit, but he <laughs> was talking about how he went to Mexico and he went to, you know, was talking about the Mayan calendar and like the year end of like the, the world ending in 2020 or 2012, was yeah, it? Yeah, 2012, yeah. Yeah, and I remember that day. Great movie. Um, <laughs> I missed the movie, but I was there for the experience. I have really interesting ghost pictures from that day because we had a party at a friend's house whose grandma had recently deceased in like the chair that she died in the living room. And we, oh took, like, we took some pictures and like, she's just partying with us. But anyway, that was um, yeah. So anyway, long story short, I was there, 2012. But uh, this Uber driver was saying, okay, that was not the end of time. Time, but that was the end of like the patriarchy's time ostensibly and oh. so maybe it wasn't joe rogan shit he had a real joe rogan vibe but we had we connected on some stuff you know and not that i want to be really clear i am not an advocate for the joe rogans of the world we can <laughs> we can go ahead and just yeah. genocide them on out you can just yeah um i i'm a you can put this on tape i said it i <laughs> i am anti-genocide unless it comes to People, men, white cis men who listen to Joe Rogan. I think we should get rid of them. <laughs> we should yeah. get rid of them off the face of the earth. But anyway, this guy was saying um, that he was like, there's the end of like the men being in power and we're coming into like a more feminine power. This is just one Uber driver's opinion. So I'm not advocating for it. No, I've actually seen a lot of men, uh, surprisingly, online talk about this. And I, I think we see it now more than ever. I, actually, we just briefly had a conversation about this because I personally kind of believe that. Because if you think about it, there are a lot of white men in power. There's more legislation now more than ever fighting LGBTQIA plus rights, which, right. which I think has... And, and, and women's rights and for all, the entire letters community, but rights. and you know it, it, there's a war on women, and I just think it's like a lot of that is a war on feminine, the like feminine energy. It's a death route of the patriarchy. Also, I want to just say, like, if anyone feels inspired to go out and hurt a white cis man, please, I, I don't. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> but if, for legal reasons, you should not do that. Uh, um, but I do think that, like, well, but in general, if something is trying to kill you and you fight back in self-defense, I think that's, in general, the patriarchy, let's mm -hmm. say, trying to come at you and you fight back. That's a valid and moral thing, in my opinion. And so that's kind of the basis of all my beliefs. But I do think that there is a death rattle of the patriarchy. I do think the patriarchy is... Feeling and threatened. this is not yes, and when I say the patriarchy, I don't mean specifically men. Um, no, we're all no, no, not you know, at all. of the patriarchy, um, but I do think the patriarchy is sort of of this um, mindset of like consumption for the purpose of consumption, right? And consumption for the purpose of consumption is destroying the planet. So I think that that is where we have to get back into cultivation. And you know, these are probably deeper things than that I'm capable of speaking on but I do think that that's maybe why we're going through this enlightenment shift and why there's such a pushback against it and why we, we are and I'm just just as bad as anybody like I'm making these comments in jest I'm not serious I don't think people should actually harm each other but I do fear civil war and it's because of rhetoric like I just said like I just said we should have a genocide against Joe Rogan listeners I don't actually believe that <laughs> I believe it conceptually not literally yeah. yeah you can clip that I'm gonna clip it yeah just that's what you said yeah yeah um I um yeah I some clicks. yeah I uh I, I conceptually I there's a reason why I'm feeling that, right? It's there's a sh there's something that is happening, and I am worried that it's going to go one of two ways. Um, I do think that humans, like I said, quote the Larry David, who is one of my 
he Larry David gets one of the Maurice Povich awards for fundamentally Genius. decent men. Maury Povich and uh, Larry and Larry Flint. I've got a list. They're going to be in my forthcoming tarot deck. Uh, but anyway, I do think that Larry David said it well when he was, I don't like humans individually, but I love humankind, right? Which uh-huh. is why I don't think we should actually genocide the Joe Rogan listeners of the world. I think we should all try to come together and figure that shit out. But I do think that there's this fundamental lower, low vibrational tide, even though I hate that term, that is like dragging us down and it's deeply tied to the patriarchy, the monarchy, late capitalism, all these systems that have been in place for system's sake, like coming back to my original thought about the monarchy and why they continue to do these weird fucking rituals. It's because there's meaning that they've assigned to those rituals and it keeps them in power. That's why they do this shit. And I think that part of this process of enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, is how we sort of take that power back for ourselves. Well, I think, you know, um, I really, I really appreciated this because it went in a direction I didn't expect, but I really like that we talked a lot about, I I just know in the new year, we're going to be seeing a lot of like, shift your timeline. Totally. Actually, funny you should mention that. You know. Um, So I have a program called the Empress Sessions. It is a five week container that is centered around a timeline jump. Um, I use all of my standard tools. So I am fundamentally I've worked with the tarot since 1999. So you know that's a part of it. Um, As I've talked at length, the Akashic Records, I also use a modality called EFT tapping, tapping on the body's meridian points and using affirmative language to, in my opinion, program the subconscious. Guided meditation um, is also a part of it and it's a supportive space for you to collapse out an old timeline and move into a new one and a lot of people like to do that around the new year so mm-hmm. I do have um, I've just opened it up I literally opened like it's soft I soft launched it as the New York Times would say mm-hmm. um, just like Pete Davidson and Emirata I'm soft launching over here too <laughs> and when people look back at this and listen to this in time and space they're gonna be like wow that was a specific moment <laughs> um, by the, yeah it's like six months from now he'll probably have been moved on six months girl you're giving him a lot of credit <laughs> right three um yeah whenever that pr train stops making money anyway um <laughs> she did just launch her podcast good yeah i like Imrod. i got nothing against i like pete you know i got nothing against these fools long story short um i just opened it up so um i've got 10 spots open and if you'd like to work with me you can find all the info you would ever need about that at macjaggertarot.com that's mac without a c and also mac jagger tarot on instagram i am still on there even though fuck somebody who starts with uh, Fuckerberg. Let's just say that. Fuck, fuck, fuck Fuckerberg. Berg. That should be his new name. <laughs> but I am on there until they banned me, which they might after this. <laughs> Demon Trash loves escapism. We talk about it a lot over here, but I do think it's incredibly important, and that's why I loved our conversation, to recognize that through spiritual work, through like working on yourself, is like let's not escape from I mean, we talked about it before with toxic positivity. I think that's why I always love talking with you because you really know how to like take spiritual work and you know how to like you're grounded you're grounded and I think it's really important that as people kind of explore and like better their lives it's like let's not escape from your life don't escape from well, wherever you go there you are like wherever yes. you go there you are that's like fundamentally true so you know you can't escape you can't escape self until you do which would be dying right so mm-hmm. one of the things that he does talk about is like how they came to this place of um, creating this modality in the way that they've created it. And it's because they were 
and they've said this publicly, so I think it's fair to, to recount their story. They were deeply suicidal and they were like, I'm either going to leave this planet or I'm going to live the fucking way I want to live. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like really powerful because it's like, you know, the stakes are high, right? We could all die any day. Because we, we have, we've had trashlings reach out to us and it goes back to that of like, be who you are. Don't run from who you are. Like, Right. And live the life that you want. You're capable of doing it and don't let anyone ever make you feel less than. Right. And even if you're not like personally experiencing like suicidal ideation or something like that, which if you are, you know, heart goes out to you. Hope that you, you know, get the support you need. But, like, you know, we live in a pretty dangerous fucking time. Like not to say that it wasn't dangerous during cholera or World War II or, you know, this is not a new rodeo. But like... We live in a, you know, what's well, fundamentally different about our lives than generations previously is we have these computers in our pockets that tell us all the time when something sucky happens and exactly yeah. how sucky it is. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot on the psyche, right? So um, I understand. Literally to take it. Like, and I think with escapism, you got to build up healthy ways of doing that in your life. Yeah. And, and in, in, but this is not one of them, I think. Like, there's a difference between me reading my spicy fantasy books and believing I'm going to Hogwarts. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yes. Um, and, and there is a fine line between, you know, spiritual enlightenment and psychosis. That's fundamentally always been true. And sometimes it's a little bit hard to tell what side of the line you're on. And if like that's the case with people, you know, like you got to check in with that. And yeah. and I think that's also where like accountability comes in in these spaces of like who you're working with when it comes to this stuff or like are they creating supportive containers for you, which by the way, you don't have to do that. P, like I said, kind of talks about how they don't do that purposely because they believe in the personal individual responsibility of each person, which I'm sure is probably going back to like Joe Rogan also probably believes that when he, yes. you know, platforms someone who says some fucked up shit. Like, I think they think that that is, and that's fair. Like, that's fair, right? Um, I do think that we all have to be responsible for what we put into reality. And so my way of taking responsibility for that is being really careful about who I work with. And I'm like, I want them to vet me and I'm going to vet them too. And to make sure that we're a fit and I'm going to create a supportive container for you because I think that's the most responsible way to do this work. So I don't know where I was even going with that, but I just, no. Yeah. I think, uh, I think just like uh, the personal responsibility we have as people is really just to recognize, um, our own personal power. Because if you thought, if you think about it, if everyone recognized their own personal power, if, you sort of were able to eliminate your insecurity. Like yeah. if you like I think about like the attack on trans people and non-binary mm-hmm. people yes. right now and like the 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 fact that we, the fear-mongering of like it's this threat on women and like it, right. that is like that's just insecurity. Exactly. Like, it, this is it nothing's new about that and if you just really thought of if you know it's something I've been thinking a lot about lately. Um and it's just like if really if if you were able to combat insecurity, if you were to trust yourself, then you really wouldn't care about what other people were doing. Right. And I think there's a reason why you have to have a license to drive a car, right? Because it's a big responsibility. Right. But like, I do think that people that like drive recklessly are kind of like acting from a place of irresponsibility because they don't feel that they're, they're negating their own power. Right. Like, and I think that's why we live in an era of like mass shootings because it's like people trying to like claim their power back. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's so like fundamentally people being disempowered is very fucking exactly very fucking dangerous and that's why i think it's a social responsibility to promote empowerment amongst all people as long as they're behaving from their own moral and ethical code and as long as they are doing that from a place of like harm like harm reduction Mm -hmm. and that's like i think why i have such a like you know came out so strongly against certain people elon musk Joe Rogan because they don't do that they don't I don't think they take personal responsibility for the harm they may be causing and I think that that is something that 
it's the same. I think people on TikTok also might not be doing that either. Totally. You know what I mean? I think it's, there's a pervasive culture around that, and that's something we need to be really critical of. Well, thank you so much for being here and taking oh, the time to explain everything. And uh, remember, uh, this is the Demon Trash Podcast, where I do, in fact, have a PhD in quantum physics. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. Also, if you are in trouble for anything that I've said today, I am sorry to you, but not sorry that I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, check out Mac. Um, we'll have all her stuff in the description of the podcast. She's been on before. Longtime Trashlings, no. New Time Trashlings, if you're ever in awesome Austin. Yeah, I have a tarot lounge in East Austin, and you can come see me and get a reading in person, or I work with clients all around the world, and I do also one-on-one consulting through tarot readings, Akasha record readings, um, so you don't necessarily have to timeline jump with me to work with me. That's just if you want to, like... If you want a timeline jump, you can, but I also have other offerings as well. So come check me out. Also, if you have any questions about any of this, you can you can pop in my DMs. I may or may not answer, but you can. <laughs> yeah, follow her on Instagram. She's also really fun to follow on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We love you. Check out everything. We'll see you very soon. And Papa out. Bye.